Welcome back to another new episode of The Blackout. And with new developments coming, I've been teasing this for a while, but there's new stuff to get to. And that is because for the very first time here on The Blackout, I have a co-host. His name is Alan Denton. Alan, welcome to the show. How are you today, man? Oh, man, I am I am doing well. I've been uh, knee-deep in some pickums over the past couple of hours looking at everything and... Uh, this has to be the best week of college football of the year leading into the bowl season and to the championship games. Absolutely. It is going to be a blast. And you kicked it off right there, Alan. I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. One of the things that I've been working trying to get into this show is college football pickums from ESPN. I think it's an awesome game to play on the side, but I thought, heck, why not try to incorporate this thing into the show more, bring listeners on, get some other people involved, and you were a big part of that because, man, you know this stuff like anybody else can dream of knowing it, and uh, I think we're going to have a blast here on the show talking about college football pickums. Oh, I think so, too. I've, I've been doing this now since... Uh, 2008. So it's been one of those things that it's it's kind of a legacy thing for me at this point. I, I love doing. I love college football. It's I'm born and bred, and uh, in college football. And so I, I'm I'm really excited to to kind of come on and and be a part. And uh, it's it's going to be fantastic. Absolutely. And you are certainly the one who introduced me to this stuff. So I can't thank you enough <laughs> because we're going to get rolling with it. And man, I think there are there's potential that we could have a heck of a lot of fun with a lot of people running this system here on the show. So I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely. You will never care more about college football than when you are picking against other people. There's something about the competitive <laughs> uses, man, that just get it going. It brings you back. It's like, I'm going to beat that person and I'm going to do whatever it takes. That's what I'm saying, man. If you can get competitive with this thing, I've got competitive juices out the roof. And so I just buy into this thing. It's not <laughs> difficult at all. You know, I just do this thing in a heartbeat. Uh, but I was sitting here thinking leading up to this show with you, I'm going, man, outside of watching your favorite team win a big game, I don't know that there's a whole lot more that's more fun than the college football pickums on a weekly basis during the college football season. Oh, that's exactly right. Like, why would I have any reason? Why would anyone outside of Manhattan, Kansas, have any care in the world <laughs> for seven and four Kansas State? Right? I mean, all, all obviously the, the the beautiful purple and silver uniforms, but I mean, other than that, what do they have going for them? Their former head coach was a hundred and forty years old. <laughs> oh man, it is good stuff, and it brings out some fire and some uh, some people that you wouldn't have ever seen it in before. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. Hey, as we uh, get this thing rolling, let's go ahead and get into some content here. Let's look back at week 13. What are some storylines that you picked up on the college football weekend uh, that was? Uh, so much happened, but uh, what were you looking at in week 13? What caught your attention? Uh, well, I'll be honest with you. I'm a Tennessee fan, and so what caught my attention is, uh, in part, uh, Jeremy Pruitt, I think, may be uh, a potential real deal. Hey, man. And they're moving. It was, 
if it was nice to to get bowl eligible, I hope and pray to God that at some point I don't have to celebrate being bowl eligible. But you know, <laughs> I'm going to take it. Because, hey, for now it works. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like taking a, a bath, like a, a a beautiful shower after you've been rolling in the Butch Jones mud for several <laughs> years, and it's just this cleansing rain that. It's like Shawshank Redemption when he's just <laughs> cleansing all the poo off of him. <laughs> that is good stuff, man. I'm happy for you. I know Tennessee's come a long way, and I know they've got things turning in the right direction with Pruitt. But bowl eligibility, like you said, you don't want to celebrate it forever, but it is a big step. Yeah, it is. And, you know, just kind of on the, the general landscape, I think Ohio State is who we thought they were, right? And, and I think Oklahoma may – not be who they thought well over the past three weeks I think they've proven that they're a vulnerable team um I I think going into this week the maybe the most interesting and toss-up matchup is is the the Iron Bowl and I really that's one of those games that it is truly a toss-up so I it's moving from this past week which looked on on the surface like it was going to be a super boring week of college football ended up being great yeah because, I mean, Oregon goes down that you can't trust a Pac-12 team ever. <laughs> so, I mean, what have you learned about Justin Herbert? You can't ever trust him by himself, not just the fact that it's Oregon. Bro, I wouldn't <laughs> touch that guy in the draft with a 10-foot pole. I may use those words, but uh, as a Titans fan, I'm, I'm still triggered over Mariota kind of uh, you know, not being the the best he could be. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, when you're looking at Mariota, I mean, the guy looked flawless in college and I can't blame anybody for drafting him, but I'm exactly with you. You can't look at Justin Herbert and expect him to be, I, I don't know. I, I mean, somebody's going to draft him in the first round, but honestly, looking at him live in games again and again, I don't imagine why anybody can look at that guy and say he belongs in the first round right now. I know he's talented. I know he's got a big arm. At times, he looks awesome, uh, but at times, it's just dumbfounding, and he looks like he's uh, confused and doesn't know what's going on on the field. Oh, yeah. It's the difference between what you see people's lives like on Instagram and what you see in real life. It's it's very, very different week in and week out. So you, you... you just can't really trust him. So it's it's going to be an interesting uh, last couple of weeks for sure. Oh, yeah. And I'm with you as far as the rest of the weekend went, you know, especially on the Ohio State thing. I know they only won by 11 points, but I mean, I think you're with me probably. When you're looking at Ohio State, they've really dominated that game. And uh, if it weren't for a couple of turnovers, especially the Justin Fields fumble going into the end zone on their second possession, uh, you're looking at that game being completely different. If it weren't for the turnovers, uh, you're, you're talking about Ohio State really blowing Penn State out. And, and I don't think that would have been a surprising uh, outcome based off of what I expected going into the game. Oh, I, I agree. That, that game could have just as easily gone 42-3. to three. As mm-hmm. it could have 17, you know, like it was, it was, could have just as easily swung that way, but Ohio State got sloppy. They got comfortable. And that type of thing happens when you're beating teams by more than 21 points every single week. Sure. And I mean, I'm not, well, I'm not afraid to say that I think Penn State got better when Sean Clifford got knocked out of the game and they have a backup come in, Will Levis, and he goes and, you know, they all of a sudden start running the ball, you know, almost on every play. And I really thought that brought out the best of Penn State's offense against Ohio State. Yeah, I agree. Journey Brown is 
is going to be really, really good. Somehow, Penn State always finds a way to get a really terrific tailback. And They're almost all studs. Always, nobody knew who Saquon Barkley was before his coming on the party scene, right? You know, it, it wasn't one of those deals where uh, he was on ESPN on signing day. I don't believe that to be the case and, and making some five-star signing kind of deal. So it, it's, it's really impressive that they keep having these kinds of tailbacks come in. It certainly is. They've done a really good job. And James Franklin, for what it's worth, has done a good job at Penn State and uh, could be parlaying that into another big-time job sometime soon. (laughs) Yeah, I could definitely see that. The man wants his money. Oh, man. All right. Now, let's go ahead and break it down. Uh, Like we've talked about it already, like we've alluded to, the reason you're here and what you're going to be doing with me going forward on the show, we're going to do it for the last couple of weeks here in the regular season of, uh, of 2019. And then we're going to move into bowl season as well. We're going to be doing ESPN college football pickums here with listeners of the blackout. We're going to tangle in and rope in some, uh, some uh, beat reporters from some of these schools that I interview on a regular basis on the show. Uh, but you and I are going to be here. We're going to hash out this gameplay as it goes on you know, toward the end of this year. And then as we start up next year as well, we're going to give a few tips. We're not going to give away all our picks because that would be ridiculous. Because we're good at this thing, but we're going to help people out. We're going to give some tips. And uh, other than that, we're just going to have some fun, talk some college football. So uh, like you alluded to, there's some fun stuff to look at in week 14. What are you looking at? So in all honesty, I I do think that this is the the best slate of games from top to bottom that we've seen this year. And I think some of that is because the the football season has been extended by a week this year. Everybody's gotten two bye weeks. And so that naturally has watered down some of the weekends, but I've kind of seen three different tiers this week and the ESPN bowl pickums. So you've got, you've got three to four pretty much gimme games, right? And, and everybody's going to select the, everybody at least that, that knows what they're doing is not, or is not being desperate and try to jump the gun. Um, you're going to have LSU beating a more than likely if you don't have, you know, Aggie colored glasses on. You're going to pick Utah over Colorado, though Mel Tucker's done a pretty good job there. Utah is really, really good. That defense is really good. And uh, you're going to pick Navy over Houston because Holgerson hates his own team. And <laughs> it's it, They're like his redheaded stepchild of the team. And then Clemson over South Carolina. I think South Carolina's pretty much given up at this point and Clemson is rounding into their usual playoff form. And so those would be my top four, no doubters. You got to pick them, but here's the deal. The bottom six are really difficult. This oh week. yeah. Really, really difficult because there are several toss up games, even going down to the, the 10 30 pack 12 after pack 12 after bed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The, the Midnighter, Cal at UCLA. I mean, yeah, man, I have no idea who to pick in that game. I don't want I don't want to touch that game. I don't know that I've gotten one of those Pac-12 after bed games right <laughs> at any point in time this year. But even even like a, a game like Wisconsin at Minnesota, like I, I believe we know who Wisconsin is. And, and I think they're a really good version of what they do. I don't know that we really know who Minnesota is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. 
I'm with you. We're still trying it's to figure tough. out Minnesota. You know, I think we know at this point, based off of what we've followed this season, they've got a pretty quality quarterback. They certainly have athletes at wide receiver. You know, they can have the opportunity to, you know, take the lid off and throw the deep ball. Uh, but they're going up against one of the better defenses in the Big Ten, and that's going to be a test for them. And it's going to be interesting to see how that thing unfolds. Yeah, it, it really will be. And and they, they started off really slow. They they probably won some games that they might not should have won necessarily, but they've really started coming along playing. Well, they are rowing that dang boat. <laughs> Even though the it's definite that lake is definitely frozen up there in Minnesota, and so you got Wisconsin and Minnesota is going to be a close one. Um, I think that there's a couple of middle games that that are all top twenty five matchups. The Oklahoma at Oklahoma State is super dangerous because I don't think Oklahoma's defense is any good. Right. Uh, at, at least at this point, they were early. Uh, Grinch has been, you know, is evidently a really good defensive mind, but they've not been able to, to make it work the past couple of weeks. Apart from uh, that second half against Baylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And and I'm not, I, I'm wondering how much of that was Baylor just losing their mind. Sure, sure. Um, as opposed to, I mean, Oklahoma was prepared and, and they were ready and came out just guns a blazing at that point. And Jalen Hurts is, he finds a way to do that kind of stuff. He's been in several of those types of games in his career. Um, if you think back to, to his days at Alabama, no doubt. Um, and then you got obviously Ohio state at Michigan. That That's a, that's a huge one. Um, but I, I, I just think Ohio state's too good. Um, they're just too good. And like I said, the toss up of the week is Alabama at Auburn and, um, I, I feel like Alabama's got it, but uh, man, Auburn's defense is so good. Gus should literally kiss um, Kevin Steele's feet every night of the week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They are leaning on that defense, and man, I'm with you. You know, I think that you have this planned out pretty well as far as you know your top picks, and then the questions, the toss ups. Uh, but you know, I'm intrigued by a couple of the questions we have coming into this week. You know, you look at that Alabama Auburn matchup, and you know what? We've seen some highlights of Mac Jones. We know that he's taken some snaps. We know that he's done pretty well. But like you said, going up against that Auburn defense, especially that Auburn defensive line, guys like Marlon Davidson, Derek Brown, they're just nasty. And, uh, and they're going to be a handful to deal with, especially against a quarterback that hasn't faced an awful lot. Uh, on a football field, especially in front of a hostile crowd when they go to Auburn. So I have a lot of questions surrounding that one. You mentioned the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State matchup. And, you know, with Oklahoma State, they're missing Spencer Sanders, their freshman quarterback, after the injury. But now they've got this Drew Brown kid who's been playing pretty well. He's got starting experience under his belt from his days at Hawaii. So, you know, there's some interesting, interesting stuff at play this week. And uh, the college football world is going to be a fascinating to watch, one to watch as we work our way through, you know, Thursday games, Friday games, Saturday games, all weekend because it's going to be a blast. Uh, but especially in what we're looking at here on the Pickums, it is going to be a fun weekend to pay attention to. Oh yeah, you know, and and looking at at the kind of the slate of games over the course of the weekend, just sit back and enjoy it. Right, like find, find a way 
to not go Black Friday shopping, find a way on Saturday to to not travel, like and just sit back and enjoy the games. That's that is exactly what I'm going to be doing. Absolutely. Now, as we look at this slate and uh, you're breaking it down, you're talking about which ones are going to be close matchups in your mind, Alan Denton. Which of these games, just to give a little bit of insight to the listeners who participate in this kind of thing, uh, what in your mind is the best opportunity for an upset as we look at these games coming up this Saturday? So I I think in looking at this, I could easily see Wisconsin beating Minnesota. I don't know how much of an upset that is, but both – Minnesota is at home and they're higher ranked. So technically it would be an upset. I'm going to be more than likely, I'm going to be picking Wisconsin unless something happens the rest of the week that changes my mind. And then if, if you're behind, especially by 10 to 15 points in that range, you've only got two weeks left in the ESPN league. I, I would, I would throw a line at Oklahoma state over Oklahoma. Yeah, man. It, because you can catch, and but here's the deal: I wouldn't put it up super high. You're looking at gaining potential points. Put that Oklahoma State game at like a two or a three. So <laughs> if, if you if you lose that game, you know what? Like they're gonna the, the other teams are gonna gain some points on you, but chances are you're gonna lose anyway. But that's a game that Oklahoma could lose, and and somebody else is gonna lose five or six potential points, and you would gain two or three points on them and then those potential points over the course of the rest of the week, as long as you hit on the rest of your games could, uh, could make a difference. And this, this is the time of season where if you're in that 10 to 15 point range, anything over 10, you have to start taking risks now in order to win your league. Absolutely. And what you're talking about, I know what you're talking about with the Sooners and the Cowboys, you're talking about a value play. That's exactly what that is because Oklahoma's going in is, I don't know, I think they're a double-digit favorite or very close to it in that game. Uh, But I'm with you, man. They're going to have a hard time stopping Oklahoma State's offense. And anybody who casually pays attention, you know, knows more than your casual fan, but it doesn't fall into the the extreme details, is going to see, oh, Oklahoma State has a backup quarterback in. Who knows what's going to happen? Oklahoma is probably going to gain control and run away with that thing. But you've got to understand, like I mentioned before, Drew Brown is a guy who has starting experience at the FBS level. He's gone out. He's done it before. In his career, he's thrown for over 5,000 yards. And he's got some weapons surrounding him, Chuba Hubbard, and in that wide receiving core, uh, that can give Oklahoma certainly some problems. Oh, yeah. And Chuba Hubbard is arguably the the most it, it's is most effective and maybe the best running back in the nation and and so i could i could see him running through that oklahoma defense like swiss cheese i'm not going to say he he will do that i think he'll break a few but um that that is definitely a value play i saw where the line on that is around 13 and a half no way no way that that and P, here's the deal people are going to look at those spreads to help them understand where they need to to place those picks over the course of the week. And so they're going to put that Oklahoma game probably closer to that five, six range. So like you said, it's, it really is a value play moving into the week. If you're behind more than 10 points, if yeah. you're, if you're, if, if you're under 10 points from the leader, I don't know that you want to make that play necessarily uh, because you might end up, 
losing it all at that point. And so, and there's so many other small things that could happen Sure, where there's so many 50, 50 games that more than likely there's going to be some movement this week at the top of everybody's boards. Yeah. And like you say, with Oklahoma, whether to trust them or not, those big point spreads, they can certainly, uh, you know, inflate somebody's opinion of a team. Uh, but you look at what they were favored by when they played Kansas state and when they played Baylor and when they've gone through and played each of these games the last few weeks that have been close. And the same mm-hmm. thing's been true of each one of those. Oklahoma's been a pretty heavy favorite in each one of those games, and they've had a heck of a lot more trouble than uh, than a lot of people imagine going into those games. And Oklahoma State has some players. Now, their defense is going to give up a lot of points to Oklahoma as well, uh, but you could certainly see a shootout in that one. Oh, yeah. And and this game brings out the best in the mullet, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> I mean, that man's waterfall is just beautiful. And for some reason, he coaches really, really well at home in this game. But, I mean, I'll, I'll give this. I, I give credit to Oklahoma because they have found a way to win in these games. And they've made the play at the right time. And there is something to say about that, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, it is a lot of fun stuff to look at this week. And heck, I, I even look at that LSU-Texas A&M matchup. I know you mentioned that it's going to be a unanimous one, that you know everybody's going to have LSU up at the top, and I don't disagree with you whatsoever. Uh, but I'm also looking at that game with some intrigue because you know this LSU defense has found ways to to make some games more interesting than they should be. Of course, LSU's won every game comfortably apart from the Alabama game. Uh, but you look at them and they've given up a lot of points. And this Texas A&M offense, I, I'm telling you, they have not looked good all year and they've been very, very disappointing, but they've got talent with Kellen Mond and the receivers he has and Osborne Davis, Kendrick Rogers, Isaiah Spiller in the backfield with them. Man, I think there's some potential that if Texas A&M can get it clicking a little bit early, you could see a, a relatively close game. Now, of course, I think LSU is going to come away with a win, uh, but I think you could see some interesting stuff go in, going on in that game because that point spread, uh, if I remember correctly, I think it's somewhere up around 17 or 18. And uh, yeah, to me, is. to me, I'm thinking that game's maybe more like a 10-point game you know, in favor of LSU. Yeah, LSU has scored more than 50 points the past two weeks. Um, I, I, I think A&M's defense is better than certainly Arkansas and certainly better than, than Ole Miss, too. Um, and even even probably better than, than Alabama's defense at, at this point. I mean, it, though they seem to be rounding into form a little bit after that LSU loss. Um, A&M's been playing well up until that Georgia game, and they gave – although Georgia is a, a – uh, underwhelming number four team at this point. Their offense has been pretty pitiful the past couple of weeks. Sure, um, you know that they. I could I could see Kellen Mond going in there and and putting up uh, thirty five points. On Absolutely, because the LSU defense is is not all that great either. Though there's a lot of talent, and they I believe they get Delpit back this week. That will help. Um, but Kellen Mond, when, um, when he's not facing the elite of the elite, um, he can be pretty good. Yeah. And uh, he's a great college quarterback, right? That's that's, kind of what you think is he can, he can run around. He makes some really dumb plays at times, 
frustrating plays because you see all the talent that's there. But um, I could see them definitely covering that 16-and-a-half-point spread. In his truest essence, uh, you're looking at Kellen Mond, absolutely a college quarterback. And, man, you know, we talked about Kellen Mond, you and I did, off the, of course, off the podcast last year. Man, I thought he was super, super impressive a year ago. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I honestly think he's kind of disappointed some this year. Uh, but I don't deny that they are going up against uh, a, a defense that you can take advantage of in some cases. And with the weapons <laughs> he has... Base. I think Once there's they scored 74 points. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Maybe in a hundred overtimes, they broke the system causing them to change the rules, but they still scored 74. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and you, t- you're telling me that those guys can't figure it out against a defense that is underwhelmed with LSU, man. I think that it's quite possible. So I think that you're looking at a game that again, I think LSU probably wins it comfortably, but I, th- I think you're looking at one that could show some fireworks uh, up through three quarters or so, maybe before LSU starts pulling away. Yeah, I, I could see that. And I mean, here's the deal. I mean, it, I would say probably most uh, A&M fans would call this a disappointment of a year. But I will say at, at this point, if you look at their losses at number one Clemson, at the time uh, a loss at home versus Auburn, they lost – uh, versus Alabama, and they lost at number four Georgia. I mean, you're talking about four top ten teams. That schedule is brutal, definitely. And so uh, they're not going to be scared off by the talent on this LSU team, which is um, which is half the battle in some ways. Absolutely. Now, as we uh, let's kind of change this conversation a little bit. What are you looking at as far as? Uh, this college football season as we wrap up kind of looking at these favorites who are you looking at coming away in these conferences and uh, where do you see the conference championships going and the playoff spots ultimately falling falling through so I think LSU is going to get there and LSU will beat Georgia I just don't think that Georgia has enough offense to be able to beat LSU though I I think Georgia's defense is legit yes Uh, I think they are very very good, especially when Jordan Davis is in the middle. I mean, you just you just can't get anything up the gut against them. And and man, they've got some pass rushers off the edge. Yeah, and I'm telling <laughs> you, man, I've gone back and forth with that matchup because I'm sitting here going, you know what, Georgia's offense hasn't looked good, but again against that LSU defense, they've got that ground attack. Maybe they can get something going. Maybe they can get this thing really close in that defense going against. Uh, the the passing attack that LSU has, maybe they can slow them down some. Uh, but I'm also looking at it. I'm with you. I, don't, I just don't think Georgia has quite enough offensively because uh, I think you're also looking at situations where like a Derek Stingley could be put out on islands against the top wide receivers Georgia has, and then they're mm-hmm. going to stack the box and try and take away the run. And I just don't know if the receivers have enough, and I don't know if Jake Fromm has been – you know, as confident with this group of receivers uh, to be able to challenge that. So I think they could slow down DeAndre Swift, and maybe that's the difference in the game and letting LSU come away with a win. Absolutely. And, and I, I could even see Kirby Smart finding a way to, like, accidentally kneel down on third down. and that <laughs> I mean, that guy gets super jittery when uh, the moment gets hot and heavy at the the last points of the season, I think he'll get better at that. But they found a way to lose the the past couple of 
the largest games. But credit to them. They have been in them. They are in an enviable position at this point. They control their own destiny, which is remarkable considering they lost to a terrible South Carolina team. Makes you wonder if they really uh, should be there because oh, yeah. that's, that's a terrible loss. Absolutely. I mean, especially when you stack them up against um, – you won't be able to do this because – Alabama won't be in the SEC championship game. They'll still only have the one loss. But when you look at a, a one-loss um, Alabama team or when you look at a one-loss Utah team, I think Utah is going to win the uh, the Pac-12. And I could see – I honestly, I'm, I'm hoping that Utah gets in there because I would love to see that matchup. Um, Clemson's definitely going to get in. There's no way – even Virginia Tech, there's no way that, that – they're good enough to even um, stay close. Right. And the way that they're connecting at this point, Ohio state is most certainly going to get in. I don't see any way, honestly, I don't see any way that they lose to Michigan this week. That's going to be my sixth game this week in the, the pickums. And, uh, and so I think it comes down to, are there two sec teams or does Utah get in? Yeah. because I, I tend to I tend to like Utah's chances at this point because even though I'm as my Twitter bio says I'm a perpetuator <laughs> of S- I think Utah is pretty deserving and they've they've done what they needed to do with their only loss coming at USC which you know that's that's not a that's not a good loss but um at the same time, I, I think you have to take into account that two is not going to be there. Now, if Alabama suddenly blows out Auburn, like, you know, in the you've got some stuff to think about, then you got something to think about. That was what, that would be the thing that, that might change my mind. But at this point, I think you got to go Ohio state, Clemson, LSU. And uh, I'm thinking Utah at this point will be able to clinch it. Dude, there's some fascinating stuff that that, that you're looking at. Uh, I'm with you pretty much everywhere. I mean, I think Ohio State's pretty much a given. I think Clemson's a given. And then you're kind of just looking at what happens everywhere else. I mean, you mentioned, could it be two SEC teams? I mean, you know, I have entertained the idea, is there a chance that Georgia knocks off LSU in the, in the SEC championship game? Because if that were to happen – they're not taking LSU out of that thing. You know, they're going to no be there. Way. And uh, and if that were the case, you know, you have to be talking about where Georgia is now. I'm with you. I don't know that they deserve the number four spot, but where they are now, if they came up with that upset, I think you absolutely would see both of those teams in there. Uh, but I, th- I think LSU probably wins that game in the SEC championship. And then, uh, then like you said, I mean, are you looking at a Utah t- team that follows through on everything? I mean, I think they're certainly good enough. And... You know, based off what we just saw from Justin Herbert against Arizona State, you're telling me that he's not going to have some trouble against Utah's defense? I mean, my goodness. I I think that's probably the case as well. So I think Utah has a very good chance of getting there. Uh, But I'm I'm also sitting here going, man, that could be a close game. And what if Justin Herbert actually plays well? Then, uh, Then maybe you're looking at a situation in which you're trying to figure out what that other conference is. And uh, I guess you're saying that Oklahoma doesn't have a chance at this point, uh, for that matter, uh, Baylor as well. Uh, but you're just riding off the Big 12? At this point, yes. And I will say the, some things have to happen. I, I think if, 
and it, this is a pretty big if, um, if Alabama is not impressive against Auburn, which is which is a pretty big if at this point. Um, if they're not impressive, if Georgia loses, if Utah finds a way to lose, I think Utah is more deserving than any Big Ten or uh, Big Twelve team at this point. And so I, I would lean more towards Utah unless they lose. And if they lose, then I think you have to put in the winner of that Big 12 championship game. If if both of them go with one loss, sure. I, I think that game's going to be really fun. That matchup with Baylor and, and Oklahoma, um, that I think Matt Rule is terrific at his job. He's done an awesome job. No doubt. I mean, dude – Tell me what you think about this, but as as we're talking through these scenarios, all the different things that are at play, all the different things that could happen, I'm with you. I think you could see any number of things happening, uh, but regardless, I think we are destined for the most competitive by far final four that we've yet to see in the college football playoff. And I'm so excited about it. Uh, as we wind our way down, I think you're looking at a couple of situations where, you know, if if an Oklahoma got in, you know, I think their defense may be too big of a liability. I think you're even looking at an LSU team that maybe their defense is too much of a liability. But I think that each of these teams that are in contention have enough pros on their team, enough uh, things that you're looking at that are, are really impressive units that I think that you're seeing some really competitive games in these semifinals. And I think it's the, the best college football playoff we're to have, to have seen yet at this point. Oh, I, I totally agree with that. The I think we're all going to benefit that uh, that in this way, and 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 you know, well wishes to Tua, but I think we're all going to be the beneficiaries uh, if Alabama, even if Alabama gets in, they're not going to be the same type of Alabama that we would have seen otherwise. Right. I, I I agree with you. I think this is going to be the most entertaining uh, playoff since. Uh, especially the semifinals since the the first year when you had all sorts of um, lead into it. All, everybody was excited. You had famous Jameis tossing the ball yep. behind him like a dude. <laughs> um, made some of the, the greatest vines, you know, that because of that. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> – it's going to be a really, really interesting playoff this year. And I, and I think they're on like December 28th, which is just a, a weird time to play semifinals. But it's going to be, man, it's going to be fantastic. Dude, it is going to be a blast. I can't wait for it. And this weekend is certainly going to give us a better understanding of what we're looking at, especially heading into conference championship week. Uh, but there is an awful lot to look at. And Alan, as we roll through this thing, it's going to be a blast. I can't wait to do more of it. And um, if people haven't seen it yet, uh, earlier today, I had released on bellyupsports.com a promo for the bowl pick coming up that we're going to do here on the show. We're going to be talking about all this stuff, all the matchups. We're going to give you some tips, and we're going to talk an awful lot of college football as we go on throughout it as well. So, hey, man, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, unless you've got anything else to say about uh, the contest or anything like that, uh, we're just going to keep on rolling with this thing. Oh, man, I can't wait. I look forward to competing against everyone. Bowl pickums are wild because you're also taking into account who actually wants to be there. Yes. And you're picking teams that at no other point in the year, one, have you watched or does 
does most people do, do most people actually care about? And so it is uh, it's very, very fun. So I, I look forward to, to those episodes and I look forward to um, competing against everybody that signs up. Oh, yeah, man. Not only are you talking about teams that don't want to be there, you're also talking about picking at a confidence level, a national championship in which you don't even know which two teams are going to be playing. So it is an it is an entertaining endeavor all the way around. Uh, but man, I love this stuff. I think it's so much fun. And uh, all I can say is for anybody who's listening to this who wants to be a part of what we have going on going forward, jump on bellyupsports.com. There's an article there for the blackout on the college football page. Right now it's on the homepage. You can find it a lot of different places. Uh, but you'll be able to jump on there. There's a, a little form you fill out giving some information so you can receive an invite once the group goes live because that's not going to happen for a couple more weeks. But, Alan, it's going to be crazy, and we're going to get as many people in this thing as we can, and hopefully it's going to build a lot of momentum heading into the 2020 season as well. Let's do it, man. All right. He is Alan Denton. He is now the co-host of The Blackout as we will be talking about ESPN College Football Pickens, whether it's bowl season or whether it's the regular season in college football. You can follow him on Twitter at AD on The Blackout. You can follow me on Twitter at TB on The Blackout. Alan, I'll talk to you again next week, but until then, enjoy your slate of games this weekend. I'm going to do the same, and I'm sure we'll be texting back and forth, figuring out how these things are going to play out, and uh, we'll chat next week on the show as well. It sounds great, man. Y'all have good time watching some good football. Absolutely. Till next time, this is The Blackout. Blackout.